0: You're listening to Sarah Hagen Backstage, with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen Backstage. My guest today, Marcus Gilmore, has traveled the world playing with some incredible musicians, including Stanley Clarke, Chick Corea, Christian Scott, Zakir Hussain, and many more. I'm going to talk to Marcus today about how he got his start in drumming, his experiences playing with these amazing musicians, and what he has coming up, including some tour dates with Robert Glasper and an appearance at the Percussive Arts Society International Convention this November. So come along with me as I catch up with Marcus Gilmore. Marcus Gilmore, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sarah.
0: You're welcome. It's so great to see you.
1: It's great to be here. It's great to be seen and it's great to see you too.
0: Yes, absolutely. You look so peaceful. You're in like a very zen environment there.
1: Yes, that's uh, you know, it's just a pretty it's an ideal environment for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to get more of that in my life.
0: Absolutely. You know. We all need a little more zen. Yes. <laughs> <right>? yes. <laughs> i love it so how are you how have you been it's been so long since i've seen you tell me how you have been through the pandemic and quarantine and all of that
1: um yeah you know it's been a it's been a journey it's um it's been a learning experience um it's been exciting in some ways because i've i've been able to tap into some other things and other aspects of, uh, of my life and of things of my interest, um, mm-hmm. I know we were just talking. We were just talking about uh, you know artists spending time uh, learning how to record themselves and you know audio, audio and and visual. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's definitely been a thing that I've spent quite a bit of time doing and spending more time with family.
0: Yeah uh, did, and, did you just dis- did you discover any like interest that you didn't even know you had or um. You know Question.
1: I mean, I, I can say truthfully that oh, I, I can't think of anything that I discovered that I didn't know uh, that, I, that I wasn't aware of, you know, like mm-hmm. an interest that I wasn't aware of. But, but for sure, I definitely zoned into the interest that I knew I had, but I just felt like I didn't have enough time or I just wasn't in one space to really focus on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that was really great to just have space to do that, to be in one environment for a really long period of time which, you know, isn't so normal for, you know, for a touring musician, so.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, but when there's no tourists, then, <laughs> you know, it's like things. Yeah, you improvise, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you but go. That's been really nice.
0: That's good. That's a good thing. And, you know, things are picking up quite a bit. We'll talk. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about what you have going on now, and and it's, it's so great. But I just want to talk about the last time I saw you because it was – a, almost two years ago now, we were together before Nam in LA for the Zildjian Live uh, filming, mm-hmm. and it was so good. I just um I think back on that experience and Nam and that time frame, and I'm just like so grateful that I got to see you. And uh, yeah, so many of like our friends and we were all together and we had that experience before we were all like shut in for for so long.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was um. The timing of that was really great, Uh, you know, just to kind of sustain some type of inspiration, you know, Mm -hmm. once things kind of shut down. Uh, Yeah, because it was literally within weeks of everything uh, changing, shifting into the, you know, quarantine and all that. So that was a really, really positive period and and a positive event for sure. And also the subsequent release of, of all those videos in the midst of the pandemic was also pretty inspiring too. Mm-hmm. So you know. yeah,
0: it was nice to see like the you know just the new music coming out, and even though everybody was shut in, like the the buildup of of um, of content, uh, and that was one of the things that did come out of the pandemic that was a positive. Was all of that recorded music that was then like released at the time? And I I loved that, like, a lot of artists didn't hold on to the music waiting for the end. It was like, you know, let's release it now, let's get it out there, get the creativity flowing, let's inspire people. And
1: yeah, I mean, especially once, you know, once the pandemic kept getting drawn, drawn out longer and longer, people were like, okay, I was gonna try to wait, but. I don't know how long this is going to last, so we're going to have to do something with, you know. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah, because how long is it going to be? Nobody knows. So let's just do what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was that was such a great experience. And it was a whirlwind couple of days. And I remember like the super, super late rehearsal night and (laughs) you coming in.
1: Yeah, thank God I didn't have to go too late. I kind of right. got in and out. Thank God, because you know, I, I I linked up with the band before we got to LA.
0: Yeah. So I had
1: you know a semblance of what I knew pretty more or less what I was going to do. We still had to work out a few things, but somehow it worked out that I didn't have to stay too. I remember Sarah had to stay pretty late, right?
0: Yeah, Sarah Thauer, uh, JD Beck, I think was was maybe the last um, the last one to rehearse and. I think we were there at the rehearsal space till like maybe three in the morning and then yeah, wow. back early, <laughs> early in the morning. But yeah, you were like, oh, so you were really in and out of there. So well-prepared, of course, but, um,
1: well, I, but tried. Yeah. I had, you know, I had some support.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, so that was, that was recent times, but let's go like way back in time and talk a little bit about the start of your journey in music, because, um, you know, we, we go way back. I feel like, I feel like, um, we've known each other. Well, we've known each other for a very long time, but I think about you coming up and as a young player and just like always, always from the very beginning, knowing that you had this incredible talent, but you had other things that were really important as well. You had like a great personality, a really positive attitude, like, and, Really, really just so professional, like even as a young, young player um, among your peers. And you just really always stood out to me as somebody who was um, in it and like going to going somewhere like, Mm. you know, and you knew what you were doing. You knew where you were going um, and you were just like really kind of steady and confident in what you were doing. And I always loved that. Um, But Mm -hmm. let's talk about like way, way back when you first started and we we've talked about this before because grandpop Roy Haynes um, is, you know, uh, just a legend, of course, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in the drumming community and in in the world of music. And um, you have talked a lot about how it wasn't that he like taught you how to play drums, but he let you be immersed in the world of being a musician, being a drummer. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'd love if you could talk a little bit about, um, just that experience of watching him play and like being around those musicians from a young age.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that, that was, a uh, you know, those years were very, very, uh, yeah, it's my foundation essentially, you know, um, I come from a musical family and, uh, my grandfather, being the patriarch and the most significant musician in the family, um, it was always great just to be around him, you know, as as my grandfather. But then, of course, I had a natural affinity uh, for the music at a very young age, and I, I realized that my mother realized that too. So, um, you know, at a certain point, time spent with him wasn't just about grandpops and my grandson; it was also about, you know, studying music and the culture. So. Um, yeah, you know that was a very important period for me, and um, you know I, I'm really thankful and blessed, you know, that I had the opportunity not just to be around him, but other, also other musicians as well, and people that he collaborated with, or uh, even some friends. You know, I have a, I have a, a really beautiful memory of um, going to see him perform in 19, must be 1995, at Bryant Park, it was a JVC Jazz Festival. Um, thing happening and uh it was um the bill it was him and elvin jones playing back to back so you know i got a chance to meet elvin and i also got a chance to see them both play back to back which was you know it's more than enough to see one of them play but to see them both play back to back it was you know changed my life
0: wow kind of
1: showed me what was possible you know what i mean which is really the most important thing. It's just kind of seeing, oh, being that close to that level of greatness, but also seeing that to be great, you don't have to be like the other person. You know, they each had their own completely individualistic approach. And, um, I mean, yeah, it just, it just, it changed my life, literally <laughs> literally changed my life. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm really fortunate to have had these experiences and, and had the support and just had the access to that type of um you know access to to just that level you know what i mean like somebody mm-hmm. at that level nowadays it's interesting cuz you know there's social media and there's youtube and everything so there's a lot of information that people have access to but um in terms of uh, actually experiencing these things in person it seems to be a, a, well obviously now during because we're kind of kind of still in the pandemic um, right that obviously is very different but even before the pandemic it just seemed like there wasn't as much of um of uh i don't know i will not say importance but it seems like it wasn't stressed as much as it was when i was younger that you had to go out and see somebody like you can't just also because we couldn't just download the videos and see right know, so we really just had to go or you know at, at the very i mean even just to even just to be able to get a recording of them like a um an audio recording, I had to go to the library or go to somebody's house who had the recording. I I couldn't just go online and download it. So it's just a a very different time. And I feel weird even saying that, because I don't feel like I'm necessarily old. But I mean, a lot of things have changed in the last 15, 20 years, especially 25 years, so yeah.
0: It does feel like that. Like, technology's come so far in such a short amount of time that you don't have to be old to remember what it was like back then, you right. know, we didn't have right. YouTube, you couldn't just you know at your fingertips yeah, Google search for everything and have and have it all pop up and be able to to yeah. watch whoever you wanted at any time. It's pretty amazing. It um, but it did it does it is significant that you had those experiences as a kid because that was really the only way to experience music in that way. And to be kind of like immersed in it. So, mm-hmm. um, and you have other, you know, musicians in your family too. Like you said, you came from this musical family. So, um, I just I think it's pretty amazing. And I do remember seeing pictures of you as a little boy with um, with Chick Corea. Yes. And then <laughs> and then to be playing with him like that has to be a really full circle moment.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the, that's one of the things that I'm really thankful for. Is not just having having met these people and having had access to them in in some capacity uh at a really early age you know being able to see them and meet them but but it was really um just the fact that i i knew what i was into just that alone and i can focus a lot of energy towards it and Mm -hmm. and towards like reaching my goals um because i had other interests but I, i knew that this was like the most important thing for me so like you know even in that picture i was like okay I already had it set in my mind. I was like, one day, I'm gonna get. You know, hopefully, God willing, I'll be able to play with this guy, or even, you know, um, that concert. I, th- I think that picture that you're referring to was from a concert that he did. That also had, um, you know, the great Wallace Rooney and Joshua Redman and Chris McBride. You know, mm-hmm. this incredible band. And I felt that way about all the artists. I was like, one day, I'm gonna play. With- <laughs> I'm gonna play with. And that, thank God, I actually had a chance to 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 play with them. Yes. So, um. But I, but I just know that if I if I didn't know at that age that I wanted to do it, I don't know if it would have happened because I wouldn't have directed as much energy towards, you know, doing what I had to do to get there.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, um, you know, that's something that's changed a lot, too, because it was one of those things where you had to really set an intention for that that very particular thing like Mm -hmm. you couldn't just like make videos of yourself and put those out there necessarily to get to get those connections like Mm -hmm. it's you know it's significant that you had those connections from a young age and i can imagine those musicians watching you grow up and you know then having you play with them and and just being um wowed by you as well so you know um And also what I said a a few minutes ago about your personality and the way that you kind of came up, but you, you didn't come up with this, um, entitlement, like, well, this is what, you know, what I deserve. It was more like you were working for that. And I think that Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they saw that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, (laughs) even just to get, you know, because I knew I was well aware that I that I wanted to dedicate my life to this, and that I wanted to, you know, be a full-time musician and, and drummer. But even just getting the kit from my grandfather took a bit of convincing. <laughs> you know, he's like, are you serious? Like, you know, because kids go through these phases, and, you know, it's just not something you kind of, especially in my family, that you just kind of casually do. It's like a, it's a real commitment. So it, it took some convincing on part of my, my mother had to kind of convince my grandfather for a couple of years before I was able to get a kid. Wow. <laughs> and then, even after I got it, you know, there were some things that happened. He was like, you sure you really want to do this? Like, you know, it was, it was pretty, um, it was pretty deep actually.
0: Yeah, that is, that is really interesting. They wanted to be sure that you were like really serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably because they know what it takes, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. not easy. It's, and, But it's so interesting that you had the same experience as like so many other drummers, even though you came from this musical family with this really (laughs) incredibly (laughs) well-known, you know, drumming grandfather, like you still had to convince them that this is what you wanted to do. Yep. (laughs) I always say that drummers, like child drummers are the, the best salesmen and saleswomen Ever. Because, yeah. you know, that convincing process where you're just like, no, but really, really, and I'll do this if I if you let me play drums or, <laughs> you know, um because it's not, you know, it's not a small commitment. It's it's pretty serious.
1: Pretty serious. Yeah. People dedicate their lives to this, you know, people risk put their lives on the line for it, too. So yeah, it's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, your drumming is taking you all over the world um, and in so many different playing environments. Um, And I think about, you know, you play jazz music primarily, but you also play other styles of music. And I know that you're into um, Afro-Cuban and I know that you've played with Zakir Hussain. Tell me about some of those experiences going to those other countries and playing, you know, different styles.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's the, this instrument and this music has taken me all over the world. It's been great. Um, and the opportunities opportunities that I've had to collaborate with, you know, all types of incredible artists from all over the world has, has been, uh, you know, really a huge blessing. Um, yeah, and speaking of Cuban, so, I guess the first time I ever really consciously Checked out Cuban music, Af- Afro-Cuban music, was um, probably sometime in the mid '90s. I remember my fo- my uh, my uncle actually had a back when those uh, you know the D.T.I. videos were. That was it for like you know mm-hmm. videos. He had the Ignacio Barrera one, and um, it was really an incredible um, video for me because he really broke a lot of things down and talked about the roots of the music and everything. But um, around that same time, I remember there was a period where my grandfather was doing uh, a double bill at the Blue Note, and it was with um, his quartet and Gonzalo Rubocaba's trio. And uh, I think the drummer playing at that time was Julio Barreto, who um, was phenomenal. And Gonzalo was phenomenal in, in his own right. And I, I just remember, it was just crazy, just. Witnessing that much music in one night, like two sets of my grandfather's group and two sets of Gonzalo's trio with Julio, just back to back, and I, was, I think I was like eight or nine at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My mom took me out, you know. Thank God, my mom took me to the places I needed to be, and um, she let me stay for both sets. I was supposed to stay for one, and it's a school night, but you know, she saw how excited I was about everything, yeah. especially after the first set. So you know, she let me stay for the whole night, and um, it just you know, it really it really opened my mind. Um, and i and I felt a natural affinity for it too that that music and that culture especially being of the african diaspora so i, I naturally gravitated to towards it and um you know as the time went on i i kept uh I had quite a few opportunities to collaborate with uh afro Cuban musicians so that's always been a part of my um you know a really strong um influence in my life Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh ever since i you know ever since i was exposed to it it's been a staple for me
0: absolutely Um, and you spent time in africa right like not just playing but traveling
1: um yeah i I wanted to i actually was planning on on doing that but unfortunately i didn't get to do it the way i wanted uh but i but i've I been to the continent many times different countries mm-hmm. north, west south southwest mm-hmm. and um the last time I went actually i spent like an extra week there with my father that was in South Africa and um, in south Africa that, that was a really great experience too um yeah there's, there's just so much great music and just you know really interesting cultures to to observe and um, yeah. but you know, I always have my foundation though.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. What, what was your plan or, or what is like your plan maybe for the future for what you want? What do you, where do you want to go?
1: Uh, physically like, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. I mean, like you said, you didn't get to do your, the trip, like you wanted to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Um, so yeah, one day I do, I do intend to do that for sure. Or, or multiple trips really. Um, you know, it's, it's it is. I think it's a really great idea to travel while you're not working, because it's so common for somebody like myself, or some, you know, somebody that's a touring musician, to only travel when they're working. Um, and you know, you you can get you can check out a lot of aspects of a culture if you're traveling while you're working. You know, you, if you if you're really diligent and you try to you know manage your time correctly, mm-hmm. you can get into some things and really check a lot of things out about a culture. Even while you're out there working, but it's different when you just go, just to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to build a, you don't have to build your schedule around your work. <laughs> you know, right. So, and yeah, that that's that could be like a whole different vibe, really. So, I haven't done it as much as I would have liked to, but um, I see myself doing it more and more. And and you know, all over the continent of Africa really there's a lot of things really interesting things happening in, in the states um, mm-hmm. and then of course like South America's really great I spent a lot of time in Brazil over the years uh, which is has a lot of really fascinating cultures and um also you know you mentioned Zakira so I, I um, I've been to Asia quite a bit but since I started working with him uh I had a few chances I think I went to India three times since I started working with him and and those are really Incredible experiences because that's like, especially as a drummer, because India is a country that's basically like crazy about drums. Yes, <laughs> like the whole country and every region has a different culture. It's incredible. It's really incredible.
0: Yeah, you think and it's about
1: too. You know, it's like old. You know what I mean? So it's like it goes back. Yeah, it's
0: pretty deep, actually. Absolutely, and that's a place to um, to see. You know the the history and the you know just when you're not playing to spend some time and see and see the history that's a place that that i would love to travel through yeah. as well
1: go to temples um, and stuff and, yeah.
0: yes yeah it's pretty amazing we think about the history here you know there are a lot of in in the united states there are a lot of um there's a lot of history that you can you can see and observe and but as soon as you travel to anywhere else you see like real hundreds and hundreds and things that are thousands of years old. And it's just like, you can't even fathom, I think, you know, just that feeling of standing somewhere where someone else, you know, built something thousands of years ago. It's just, right. That's pretty incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Cause you know, we're we're, we're from such a new country, you know, Yes, it's really young.
0: And even though there were people
1: here, you know, before America was started, it's like, so much of that was wiped out it's like you know yes really to get that perspective is it's helpful to get either to try to, to try to tap into the indigenous culture here but it's a lot easier to go to other countries because they've they've maintained and preserved a lot of what has happened in that
0: in for that, sure that, so. yes and i think like how that relates back to music is feeling the music the 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 musical culture from other places I think is like incredibly important and you can hear it in someone who is um who is well well traveled and who has really kind of like immersed themselves into the music that comes from other cultures and you know like you were saying your history like embracing that and and putting that into the music that you're making. Um, and then people can feel it. And I just love that. I am a huge fan of Afro-Cuban music as well. And, um, just, I, there's just something about it. And like you said about India, like with drumming, just being so immersed in the culture. And then when you hear that music and you're a drumming fan or you're a drummer, even it's just a fan of music and you can feel that history coming through. Um, it's so moving. I don't know. There's just something about it.
1: Yeah, no, it's extremely moving. For For sure.
0: Um, And so talking about like the music that you make, uh, the bands that you put together, because you put groups together and you have, you know, residencies in New York and all of that. How are you, um, you know, are you drawing on those relationships that you've had in the past to pull in musicians? Are you finding new, like, how are you finding new musicians? Is it all about relationships through other people? How do you even go about that?
1: I've been fortunate that it's it's been pretty organic. I mean, um, you know, you set your intentions, of course. You know, you always want to collaborate with musicians, like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then if there are particular people that you're aware of that are on your radar, you know, you can set your intentions to like, okay, I want to connect with this person, I want to connect with that person. Um, And then, you know, you do the work, you practice, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like and eventually i i mean at least in my in my case it's all been pretty organic you know a lot of great musicians i've met through other musicians or just like i mean i haven't done this kind of thing in a while but you know there was a time where i would go to jam sessions more frequently um yeah and and then you know of course pre-pandemic festivals festivals are always great because it's just a, a hub of musicians in one place at one time so that's always a great place to meet people yes um then of course there are people that you grow up with you know so there's that generation and then there's the elders you know uh you know quite a few of which i've been fortunate enough to uh you know work with and there's a lot of learning in that um because they're present but they also have all this you know history that they they have to draw from so you know it's always great i think for for anybody to link up with an elder Uh, especially one that they're That they have an affinity for, you know, whose music they have an affinity for. That's even that's
0: even better, of course. Absolutely, Um, like finding mentors, I think is is really really important. Um, Right, and now and now, you know, you are becoming like the mentor, right? Like, which is (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's not it's not even an age thing because you're young, but like. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there are, there is this next generation coming up that are like hungry for yeah. this same the same kind of thing that, um, yeah. that you experienced. Right. And That's so it, it is, is, it's, it's pretty incredible. And also, you know, this, this generation coming up with all of their incredible talent. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's inspiring.
0: Um, and so, okay. So you have, you have had these experiences, which are amazing. And you, you know, are, are um, in this kind of like group, like you talked about your peers, and the people that you come up with, I just have to recognize the fact that like, it is an amazing community, like this, this group that um, of your peers, and in this in this kind of age group, it's, it's pretty incredible, the support that everybody has for each other. I love Mm -hmm. to see that. And I would, you know when you would come and visit when I was at Zildjian and you would come and visit um, with the whole group of people. It was it was amazing yeah. to see. Like yeah, and, was,
1: yeah The drummer right? drum is a different kind of you know even within the music community, the drum and the spirit of the drum. I feel like it's, it. This is such a communal vibe, more so than any other instrument. You're more likely to run into like five or six drummers hanging out than right? any other instrument that I can think of. On, and it's
0: can, the best time. Uh, it's the drummer hangs are the best. They are. Yes,
1: yep. I think that's, um, unanimous. <laughs> I would say yeah. that's unanimous. <laughs> I don't see who's going to debate that.
0: But, you know. No, 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 no one will debate. It's, it. it's, it's the best. And I cannot wait until we get back to that kind of thing. Like, you know, if, if it, the NAM show or whatever, where, whatever it is, just that community vibe, like where everyone's together, um, and, and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Video video shoot experiences, just where you know it's a group, uh, and you mentioned the festival thing too. Like that's also another great example yeah. Um of just like the supportive gr- group attitude and and then the connections that you make through those kinds of things that carry you through.
1: Sure, yep. I think
0: that's that's pretty that's pretty One, important. One thousand percent.
1: Yep.
0: Absolutely. Um, and so, okay, so now to present day. Uh, you have you have some things that you're doing right now. I am super excited that you're going to be at PASIC. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's incredible. And I know we had a conversation a few days back about this, um, but it's amazing. This is one thing that's going to be in person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is going to be a little kind of like glimpse of normalcy, even though Um, it will, there'll be you know a lot of precautions taken, but it's gonna be so good. Like I just mentioned with the drummer hangs thing, it's like a giant drummer hang for days.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've been hearing, you know, and that I've been I remember hearing about PASIC since I was a little kid. Um, and I just never, I just I've never been there. I've you know, I've been to some of the other drum festivals. Workshops and you know there used to be the IEJE back in the day. And, yes, which is not exclusive to drums, of course, but it's. You know, mm-hmm. And then Modern Drummer Festival, I've been to a few times, but um, but basic, I've never had the opportunity to to uh, to even witness. So it's it's let alone performing. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Yes, yeah, it basic is like a um, it's like a family reunion of drummers. That's how I pick. That's mm. that's how I describe it because yep. it's like. All the companies, the manufacturers come, and um, all of you guys who are performing, and the um, the educational clinics and and panel discussions, and all of that. Um, and then it's like such a great opportunity to catch up with people. That's that's my that my favorite thing. So mm-hmm. um, I will be there cheering you on, and you know. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> clapping for you and all excited. And um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good thing to, uh, to tell people to check out that happens in November, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, and it is um, starts on November 10th. And, you know, you have to just go on um and check out the lineup because it's incredible. And I'm just I'm psyched that you're a part of it. Because it's, yeah, it's just, it's gonna be fun.
1: It's going to be so. really fun. I, th- I think so. Yeah, Indianapolis. Last time I was there, I was in Indianapolis I feel like a couple of years ago, actually. I think I've only been there twice. But the last time I was playing, that's where Sweetwater is, right?
0: Uh, Sweetwater is in, in Indiana, um, okay. not too far. I think it's a few hours drive maybe from Indianapolis. Oh, OK. They're in, okay. They're in uh, Fort Wayne.
1: Fort Wayne, OK.
0: Yes and indianapolis is a um it's really like an amazing foodie city like really, <laughs> the restaurants are great
1: so I, I like the sound of that actually
0: right okay so
1: foodie yeah
0: so there is for for the the drummers um who are attending pasic or if you find your way through indianapolis um there is a place called st elmos and i just have to have to mention this place because our friends. So Aaron Spears and, you know, Matt Griner and Kaz Rodriguez and, and these guys, this is the place to go because there is a shrimp cocktail there um, that has this fresh horseradish sauce that like, it's just, it's, it's spicy. It's so spicy, but it's not like hot spicy. Mm -hmm. It's the spicy that goes right up your sinuses, immediate like pain in your forehead. However, uh-huh. it's like the greatest thing ever. So.
1: I'm into that. I love, I love horseradish, <laughs> actually. Yeah,
0: OK, I'm you have it. to go there. We'll go. I will take you there. We're going. And so you can have, and then we'll have to take pictures and send it to all of our friends because they'll know exactly what's happening with the, with the shrimp cocktail.
1: Okay. It's the place. It the also place. means a lot coming from you because, you know, you spending all this time in Massachusetts. I'm like, you, you know a good shrimp cocktail. Means. Well. <laughs> When you taste one, no. right, you know about the shellfish, I'm sure. I mean,
0: you know. yeah, yes, it's yes. So, um, yes, being in Massachusetts, it's like, you know, seafood capital. Well, like New Orleans, probably too. Orleans like, too. you know, yeah. Yeah. um, but yes, the New England whole thing, the whole vibe. But, um, yeah, you'll have to check this out. And I, I was just there in Indianapolis in August and, um, had to have the, Shrimp cocktail sauce. So, oh wow, yes, and you can also order it on Amazon. So this this podcast is not sponsored by St. Elmo's, but
1: wait, you said you can <laughs> order the shrimp pot. Wait, um, the shrimp yes. cocktail on Amazon?
0: You can order the sauce on Amazon. Oh, the sauce. Yeah, you have to provide the shrimp yourself. Okay. <laughs> but, you. um, but yeah, so Indianapolis is a great town. It you know the the food is amazing, and then they have the Rhythm Discovery Center, which right now is displaying. Um, Ringo Starr's drum set, Mm.
1: so super
0: cool. Ringo's drum set
1: is in Indianapolis.
0: Yes, it's at the Rhythm Discovery Center. It is awesome. When you're there, you'll have to check out.
1: So hold on. So Indianapolis, I know know there are a lot of great musicians, especially um, gospel musicians, coming from there. But how? What's the connection between Ringo and Indianapolis, though?
0: Well. So, P.A.S. the Progressive Art Society, the so the organization that puts on PASIC mm-hmm. has Rhythm Discovery Center, which is an actual like physical museum that you can go to check out all kinds of historic instruments. Oh, okay. displays! You can play instruments. It's incredible. Um, wow. They had um, Neil Peart's uh, kit on on display for years there's like i'm trying to remember what's on display right now but they've had a ginger baker kit um there's a bunch of awesome drums there but so this ringo kit i believe is actually owned by the um the indianapolis colts owner Don't quote me on this, but I think that's the case. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's on loan um, at the museum for like an amount of time so that people can come in and see it. It's amazing. Um, I took some pictures while I was there last time, so I'll have to send them to you. But um, yeah, the 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 actual museum is really amazing and they do events there. And um, during PASIC, you'll be able to go check it out if you want. So it's just kind of like another thing in Indiana, in Indianapolis. That's a good, um, you know, it's a good thing to do if you're a drummer or percussionist or into that stuff. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's
0: yeah. Pretty dope. So we'll do that. We'll make sure that you get, you get. I'll be your tour guide in
1: Indianapolis. That'd be excellent.
0: We'll just would tour would the greatly, restaurants. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and I would greatly appreciate that, sir. That would be great. Pretty-
0: yeah, absolutely. And they have a cool, like, museum, um, like a science museum, too, which I mm-hmm. haven't been to before, but it looks looks super cool. So lots to do. Lots yeah, to do. excellent. <laughs> okay. I,
1: I'm, I'm into science museums, actually.
0: Yeah? That's it what, looks cool. Maybe that's a place to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If I get some time, I'll definitely try to make it there because uh, that's always been a natural uh, attraction I've had. Always had to, to science actually all different types of sciences. So.
0: Absolutely, same here. And we have in Boston we have a great science museum too. Um, if you've oh. never been there, should definitely check it out. It's it's super great. They have lots of different like um, what are they what, like seasonal um, exhibits as well. Like something's always going on. But got you. Um, I always loved they have like a space section. That was always my favorite because I'm so into space. Oh, yeah. Everything space so that was yeah it's super cool if you get a chance. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, to come go. to come to Boston. We'll go out on duck tour. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Fenway Park. We'll go to the science
1: museum. <laughs> Fenway Park, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not one of those New Yorkers who's like extremely against all of Boston. Boston right. baseball teams. I'm not one of those guys, so. <laughs> oh,
0: good. Okay. I like New York, too, so <laughs> we can nice. be friends. We can it's work okay.
1: together. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. <laughs>
0: I know. I don't really understand the rivalry either, but it, but it's probably because like, I'm sure you have a lot of friends in Boston. I have a lot of friends in New York, and I'm just like, I got family,
1: know. too. I mean, that's the thing. Right? I got Roxbury. It's family. Yes. I got a lot of family in Roxbury, and, and well, you know, Boston in general, but. Right. Um, my grandfather's from there, you know, and his his brothers and cousins and yeah
0: absolutely and it's a great music town right like it is so you know, great
1: a lot a lot of great drummers came from there alan dawson well obviously grandpa's tony williams you know like yeah chick, chick is from uh came chelsea or cambridge
0: mm-hmm.
1: chelsea i think he's from like outside of boston but massachusetts you know
0: yep probably chelsea yeah yeah that's so, amazing of, yeah it's a good place
1: right yeah Little all out. right
0: but so we're gonna have a blast in indianapolis so anyone out there listening mm-hmm. come to indianapolis in november <laughs> see marcus on, play it is so much I'm fun gonna... right some of a the other of artists um that are performing oh 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 robert glasper um is like closing out the show um hey, with damien yes yeah oh, really yeah so oh that's
1: excellent well i was just nice. i was just playing a lot of games i'm actually gonna be playing with him right before it we did a bunch of gigs in September, but we're we're doing some more stuff at the beginning of November, um, right before Payzer got like a week before.
0: Amazing. In, um, okay.
1: A, in New York, a tribute to Chick actually.
0: Very cool. I yeah, love so, that. So that'll, that'll be, be great. great. That'll so it'll be great to we'll see make... him
1: with with Damian. That that'll be really great.
0: The yeah. Trio. So that's the Saturday night. So okay. that will be the like the closing um, concert. Oh, wow,
1: this is gonna be a really good. <laughs> gonna it's be gonna really be really basic. Damn. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Thomas Lang and Pete Lockett, Clayton Cameron,
1: all oh, right, um, Lar- Larnell Larnell Lewis, yeah.
0: yes, Larnell Ulysses Owens Jr. Lewis. will be there. He'll be uh-huh. playing. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah, super excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, let me right, come right. right.
0: <laughs> come <laughs> <to> right.
1: <laughs>
0: I love it. Um, one of the other things too, I wanted to ask you about was. Your style, because you know, your grandfather like takes the cake with the this oh, yeah. he just is so stylish. And I have he's, to tell you a real quick story. The first runaway. time I ever met Roy, I was picking him up. And we talked about this earlier before we started recording the train station, right? Oh, yeah. in, in Boston.
1: <laughs> when you um, come
0: to visit Boston, the train station, but I was picking him up at the train station. And at the time I had said, um, is he going to be in a certain area? I asked uh, John to Christopher is, is John is is we're going to be waiting in a certain spot so I can find him. And he said, don't worry, you will find him.
1: <laughs> I like, knows. Okay. John, John,
0: so I went glossing. and I picked him You're up
1: lost out <laughs>
0: <We> oh, <laughs> my gosh. He was, you know, he had a cowboy hat on and his cowboy <laughs> boots. And I was just like, I yeah, love him,
1: sunglasses, love, them. sunglasses
0: lo- yeah. love it. And yeah. I always knew like he was always dressed really well. Um, but that was the first time I was meeting him in person, and I was just in awe. I think, he had his his jacket was like a crushed velvet kind of thing, with you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I just loved him from that very moment. And it was like
1: custom made and <laughs> custom,
0: yes, yeah. Yes, and I noticed absolutely. that that has also not just the talent, um, but you know your style. I just love your style too. so awesome. thank you absolutely. you're always you. always dressed so well and um and, you know, and you just have your own thing. so absolutely kind of goes Thanks along so with everything else.
1: thank you. yeah. i mean i I always see it, see it as an extension of my art, so you know, it should you know. Just reflects who you who you are, you know.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm into I'm into clothes.
0: And tell (laughs) me, tell me how it's been getting back out, playing shows, because you've been, you know, getting out there where you can. How how are things with that? How does it feel, kind of being back out, um, doing things again, after?
1: Um, feels great. I mean, yeah, I'm reflecting on, you know, the performances I've had, uh, you know, this month, last month, and, and August is when they kind of started coming back more,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, it's been really great, especially catching the, um, you know, the outdoor festivals before temperatures started getting cooler, so, because uh, I always love a good outdoor festival, you know, even before the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I guess now now it feels... More significant because it's like a safer environment.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It.
1: But I have always been into it, so I'm glad I got to catch that before, you know, we transitioned into fall. And then now that we're here, you know, playing uh even playing indoor vendors has been really exciting and just it just feels uh you know, I, I never took things for granted, but I would say that I cherish them even more now, of course, you know, mm-hmm. what we've been what we've been through. So, um it just it feels great to be back and with people and not just looking you know i gotta say I, I was really fortunate to to participate in some streamed gigs you know during the pandemic but it's just nice to perform with people and not just a, an empty room of with cameras it's like
0: right
1: you know you have to bring the vibe with you so you know it, it can be great in its own kind of way but there's nothing like playing in an environment with people and sure and transferring the energy back and forth you know that's a very 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 sacred thing actually so
0: yes yeah. and is the energy um different at all now or like does it feel like any different
1: well yes yes and no i mean it feels like it feels like the, the best of what was possible before the pandemic like the mm-hmm. most enthusiastic audiences most attentive the most effusive audiences it's like that but even for like venues or situations where you You wouldn't necessarily expect it like even the more local gigs or you know you just feel it a lot more although there's also it really depends you know it varies right so there's like i think in one sense we're getting more energy from the people on a more consistent basis
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not so much as like oh that concert was crazy that audience was like really live and the one after was just kind of whatever talking throughout the set or whatever like, it, it, it really depends, because there were a few performances that I, that I participated in where it felt like people were genuinely listening, but they just weren't sure how to respond because it had been so long. That's mm-hmm. happened a few times, too. And yeah. I was like, okay. I kind of was wondering. I was like, man, this is kind of um, kind of quiet, especially for, like, D.C. D.C. audiences are generally very, like, open and fusive. But I think really what it was is that people, it's like their first time back going to a show. And they have sure. different ways of like reacting to that. Or, you know, some people are just extra live, and some people are just kind of more reserved because they just haven't done it in so long. So so there's been that. Um, yeah. But all in all, it's felt pretty great, I got to say. It feels pretty That's great. That's so good. Um, playing in That's different so rooms, good. too, like and, and adjusting the way you're playing to the rooms um, it's just something I haven't been doing as much of <laughs> in the last couple of years. So...
0: That's fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. And so we know that you are, you have some dates coming up with Robert Glasper and you'll be at PASIC in November. What else is on the horizon for you?
1: Uh, I got some more stuff with Zakir and uh, some more of my my own stuff, my own projects, recording and and performing. Um, I'm actually at at the Vanguard right now. So, uh, but it's not my band. It's with Ambrose Akimusere, a really great trumpet, trumpet player and composer. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, other things here and there. Um, nothing, you know, I'm not trying to go out for too long at any one period, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd, I'd be pretty extreme to, like, go all this while without touring and then just go to, like, a three-month tour. <laughs> like, I, I'm not right. trying to do that. You know?
0: Yes. Yeah, ease back in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Take your time. <laughs> Take your time.
0: <laughs> right, that's good. So, that's very good. Yeah. But it's um, exciting though. A
1: lot of things have happened, and a lot of albums have been released too recently that uh, that I felt like I recorded a while ago, but because of you know the way things were going with the pandemic, they waited a little bit longer to release them and stuff. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's been cool. I, yeah, there's a new album that came. This is Pat Metheny album just came out uh, a few weeks ago that we did in 2019 that's been pretty cool. And, and um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening at the same that's time. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so good. I mean, it's, it's, it's so different from like a year ago when everyone was like, nothing's happening. So right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I know. Or not nothing, but it wasn't, but, it wasn't what it is now. So yeah, nothing
1: that, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, yeah. so fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um,
1: I know as we head into the colder, colder months, it's like, let's just keep it going. Let's just, yeah. Although I definitely appreciate a lot of things about about just having the space at home, like we talked about earlier. But yeah, I'm 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 excited to be back. So
0: good. That's great. And I have one important question for you. Can't mm-hmm. forget to ask you this. Did you ever get your Grammy certificate?
1: No. <laughs> no, no! I, I got the Grammy. You know, it's weird because I actually got the Grammy last May, twenty twenty, because it was for the Grammys of 2020. Yes. So I got the, the actual Grammy in in May, and that was great. And then a year later, <laughs> I got the, Juliana's certificate. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you got Mark Juliana's Grammy certificate, and which, you know, yeah. was funny, but, like, but what, like,
1: what the heck is going on? Like, what why? is
0: going on? And
1: why is it coming, like, a, a year and a half after the actual Grammy came?
0: Right. And it's not even
1: the right one, you know? It, I, I i talked to him about it he was like yeah man i'm sorry i was like did they give you mine he was like nope i said well i gotta find a way to get you yours because i have it so i ha- haven't seen him in forever but um i'll get it back i'm gonna have to inquire to the cats at the recording academy because somebody's got it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> somebody has
0: it right
1: and um it would be nice to, to get a hold of it so um yeah, I never got it. <laughs> that I is too,
0: too crazy. I mean, I'm thinking like you guys have the same initials, but, right. you know, some person who was just putting them in envelopes and mailing right. them out, put the wrong right. label on or whatever.
1: It's, it's the irony that it's actually somebody that I, this is actually a drummer and somebody that I know. <laughs> I, know that I
0: mean? is the weirdest thing, that's right? That's
1: the thing about
0: it. <laughs> so, so strange. Yeah, it's um, pretty
1: strange. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have to get to the bottom of it.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of Mark, too, he's I think he's coming through New York maybe soon, but he's out. He's been touring. Vincent, right? What is that?
1: Well, he's playing with St. Vincent, right? With
0: St. Vincent. Yes. Nice. Yeah.
1: It looks like a and fun that, tour.
0: Yes, it does. Right. And I, I feel like and I might have said this to him, but it's like perfect for him. Like, Yeah,
1: it does seem perfect so for him, perfect.
0: actually.
1: But what I can tell, I was like, yeah, this is actually perfect for Mark. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. It's yeah. just. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um. But yeah, so another incredible incredible drummer in this mm-hmm. community. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much Marcus for for coming on and chatting today and I am yeah, so excited pleasure. about seeing you in like less than a month. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'm excited about
1: seeing you too. I mean, yeah, last time we saw each other was January 2020, so this is going to be it's going to be nice. Nice little yes. hang. Now that now that I know that um Damian's going to be there too, that's going to be great. Um yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good hang.
0: It's going to be great. Yeah. I can't wait. Yes. But until then, take care and um we will we'll catch up soon and then maybe we'll, we'll do like um some some restaurant reviews or something, you know. Yeah.
1: I'm- we should do a podcast about that. Cause I'm just, and Damian too. Cause he's, a, he's a real foodie too. He got special knives and everything. like.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll take foodie. Damian too. He'll come yeah. with us, get some shrimp cocktail.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Actually.
0: Awesome. Marcus. Well, thank you so much again. And I will see you very soon.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.